Hey there, Story Pirates listeners. Today's episode is, well, it's pretty different from a normal Story Pirates podcast episode. It features a trip down under, an intense amount of yodeling, very special guest Parvesh Gina, and so much more. Coming up right after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups! We are so incredibly grateful to you for listening to Story Pirates. Season 6 was really, really fun to make, and we're so excited for Season 7 right around the corner. To help us make the Story Pirates podcast the best it can be, we've created a short survey for our listeners, and we'd really, really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes to fill it out. You'll be able to tell us what you like about the Story Pirates podcast and what you'd like to see us do in the future. To fill it out, just go to realm.fm slash kids. That's realm spelled R-E-A-L-M dot F-M slash kids. And as a thank you, everyone who fills it out can enter to win a prize pack from a whole bunch of different kids podcasts, including Story Pirates pretty cool. Again, that website is realm.fm slash kids. Thank you. Now back to the show. Hey, grownups. If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from episode seven this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met. And as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream. And in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grownups and probably older kids. Grownups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. He's Johnny, Johnny Blobfish. The handsomest man under the sea. He's Johnny, Johnny Blobfish. That's right. That's me. He's Johnny. Well, he's just the coolest fish around town. And when he smiles, it looks like a frown. He's covered in scales and shaped like a blob. He's the most amazing fish and great at his job. He's Johnny. He's a wonderful chef and a perfect friend. When you talk to him, you never want to end. He always looks great, and his breath never smells. He doesn't have to work out for his muscles to swell. Johnny might seem too good to be true, but he's a beautiful friend to me and you. He's Johnny! The Blobfish. <laughs> it's the Johnny Blobfish Show, starring Megan as Mrs. Blobfish, Rachel as Johnny Blobfish Jr., Lee as the mailman, Eric as Mr. Wilkinson, Nimini as Susie who lives next door, and Peter as Lil Sparky. And now, here's Johnny. <laughs> it's me, Johnny Blobfish. 
That's a good line. Work hard and never give up on your story. It was fun to share a story. And that inspires me that jokes are very funny. The Johnny Blobfish Show is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Mail's here! Bark, bark! <laughs> Whoa, easy there, little Sparky. Oh, hello there, mail carrier. Hiya, Mrs. Blobfish. I see you've got a newspaper there. Why don't you read the front page for me? Sure thing. It says, Welcome back to the Story Pirates podcast, everyone, where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs. Sounds terrific. How about we hear one of those stories before you continue on your route? Now, Mrs. Blobfish, I'll never deliver all this mail. Just one? Well, all right. <laughs> bark, bark. You said it, little Sparky. And here to introduce this first story is the author. Hi, my name is Maxwell. I'm 12 years old and I live in Texas. This is my story, The Boy Who Mailed Himself to Australia. Hi, honey. Hi, Mom. How was school today? It was awesome. Mr. Yan taught us all about Australia. It's so cool. There are kangaroos, koalas, and these instruments called didgeridoos. They go like this. <laughs> what do they go like? They go like... That's nice and relaxing. <laughs> Sophisticated, even. Can we go? Please, please, please. Sorry, Jack. A trip to Australia would just be too long and too expensive. Uh, okay. I guess instead of going to Australia tomorrow, I'll just go back to school. A trip to school is short and cheap. Mom approves. Good afternoon, class. Good afternoon, Good afternoon Mr. Yon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. For the last 20 minutes of class, we're learning about the Postal Service. And Jimmy, turn off that music. Sorry, Mr. Yon. Now, where was I? The Postal Service is one of our most important government agencies. With the Postal Service, you can mail almost anything. You can mail anything? Almost anything. Wow, you can mail literally anything. If I can mail anything, and I'm anything, then that means that I can mail me to Australia. Uh, Mr. Yon, I have to go home right now! Jack, wait, there's still more to learn about. Oh, well, he'll learn from the best teacher of all, life. Hi, Mom, I'm home. <gasps> I'm home, too. Mom, I need some stamps and a scale, please. Here you go, honey. Thanks, Mom. Okay, so this stamp will let me ship a letter to another country, and I'll need one stamp for every ounce. So I'll just weigh myself, and I'm 1,026 ounces. Oh, that's going to be a lot of stamps. Here I go. There, all done. Now to go to the mailbox. Here I am at the mailbox. Hmm, it's pretty small, but I think I can fit. Okay, Jack, this is your moment. Believe in the package. Become the package. You are the package. I'm in. Now to wait for the mailman. Truck around. Ah, what a beautiful day to deliver the mail. Oh, that mailbox's flag is up. Better see what needs to be delivered. 
Okay, a postcard, a letter, and one giant package that says, To Australia, handle with care. Let me just grab it and... It's not budging. Time to give it another shot. And like my leg doctor always says, lift with your knees. Ooh, wow. Okay, now into the bag you go. This is heavy. <laughs> is this a kid or a package? I'm a package. Quiet, package. Into the truck. Whoa, I'm okay. Nobody asked. I can't believe I have to take such a chatty package all the way to Australia. It may be far, but I took the sacred mailman's oath. Neither snow, nor rain, nor heat, nor gloom of night shall stay this courier from the swift completion of his appointed rounds. But first, I do have a lot of domestic mail to deliver. That means I'll need a... Mail route montage! Hmm, there's a doghouse here. A mailman's worst fear. Luckily, it's empty. I see it's empty because the dog is biting my arm. I can just drop off this package and ring the doorbell. Yes? Oh, my package! My ten cats will love this. Your what? Ah! Oh, no, wait, stop! Oh, my cheeseburgers! Mail route montage! Okay, last stop. No doghouse, no cats anywhere. I'm just going to open the mailbox and see what needs to be mailed. Letter, letter, hornet's nest. Wait, what? Oh, bad hornets! the domestic mail. Now it's time to deliver this kid-sized package. To Australia. I know where I'm going, package. I take my job seriously. Time to go to Australia. Driving through the city, driving through El Paso, driving through the beach, driving through a sand castle. Now I'm driving my truck straight into the sea. And I'm so glad I installed a propeller for me. Even though they told me that I don't drive a boat and I scream, one day I will. Now it's my turn to gloat. Neither Ned nor Carol, nor any boat doubter shall prevent this courier from boating my louder to deliver your parcels with swift emotion. Even all the way across the big blue ocean, oh yeah. Sometime later. Delivering the mail at sea where nothing goes wrong. Now I've reached the end of my very, very, very good song. Ah, 200 verses later and here I am in the middle of the ocean. I sure showed all the haters. Everything they said about me was wrong. <gasps> I'm running out of fuel. Everything they said about me was right. I'm not going to be able to deliver this package. But you have to get me to Australia. I know what my job is, package. What's that? An oil rig with barrels and barrels of fuel. I'm manifesting. Now to just climb up this ladder and... Hello, oil rig employee. That's my name, at least while I'm clocked in, which I am. What can I do for you? I need enough fuel to get to Australia. Five barrels should be enough. Sorry, no free stuff. No free stuff? What kind of business are you running? One of them profitable ones. Yeah, okay. I understand that. Hey, look, a pelican! What? Where? I won't see it. Yoink! Okay, I looked everywhere and there's no pelican. Hey, weren't there five barrels of fuel here just a second ago? So long, oil rig employee. Ha-ha! Ha! 
Another five barrels lost to a mail carrier at sea. But that's not even what hurts me the most. What hurts me the most is that I thought I'd be seeing pelicans 24-7. But in my 24 years of working on this oil rig, not a one. But for just a moment, I long to see a pelican smiling back at me. Oil rig is way behind me, and now I'm finally here in Australia. Look, it's the Sydney Opera House. I'm a kangaroo, welcome to Australia. I'm a koala too, welcome to Australia. I'm a didgeridoo, welcome to Australia. <laughs> nice sounds, y'all. That's great. Uh-huh, Tuck uh-huh. In. That's nice. Relaxing. Sophisticated, even. Anyway, it's time to unload the package. Finally. Package! I've had it up to here with the commentary. Wait a minute, what's underneath all these stamps? (gasps) You're not a package, you're a boy! Is that why you could talk? That's right, I am a boy, the titular boy who mailed himself to Australia. (laughs) Wow, that was unexpected. You know what else is unexpected? What? The end. Well, that was a wonderful story, Mr. Mail Carrier. But while we were reading it, I couldn't help but feel like you and I have done this before. Do we know each other? Of course we do, Mrs. Blobfish. I've been delivering mail to your house for years. No, no, that's not it. Uh, Something about this feels familiar. Honey, I'm home. Well, if it isn't my perfect, hardworking, and brilliant husband, Johnny Blobfish. Johnny, you look so cool in your leather jacket. And I know a thing or two about jackets. I deliver the mail in sleep or snow. (laughs) Thanks! I rode my motorcycle to work today. How was work today, honey? Well, I asked Mr. Wilkinson for a raise. He said he would have a decision by the time he came over for our tapas party tonight. Tapas party? Yes! Tapas are a type of food in Spain served on small plates. Ah, they're delicious! No, I know what tapas are. I mean, I didn't know you were throwing a party. (laughs) Oh, of course. The whole neighborhood is invited. You should come by. Sounds like a plan. I'll come over once I'm done delivering all my mail for the day. So long, Blobfish family! Say, when does Johnny Jr. get home from school? Should be any minute now. Mom! Dad! I'm home! Bark, bark! Aw, I miss you too, little Sparky. Aw, Sparky. Sorry I had to go to school, but that's how I get my brain big. Come here, kiddo. Your old man's got a surprise for you. A surprise? What is it, Pops? Check this out. I picked it up on my way home today. Whoa, a toy fire truck. Oh, thanks, Dad. You're the greatest father in the whole wide world. A role model for me, your son, and for children everywhere. Mom, can I go play with my new fire truck in the backyard? You know the rules, honey. Not until you finish your homework. Now go upstairs and wash up. We're having guests over for the tapas party tonight. All right, tapas. Well, I better go prepare all the tapas for the party tonight. That sounds wonderful, dear. I'll set the table and dust all the chandeliers. 
Gee, I wonder who that could be. Oh, it's Susie from next door. Johnny Blobfish, my favorite neighbor. Bark, bark. Oh, and little Sparky, the best little dog in the neighborhood. Bark, bark. I hope I'm not too early for the papa's party. Now, my father lives out of town, so he couldn't make it. So I was trying to think of a different papa I could bring. Oh, Susie, it's not a papa's party. It's a tapas party. As in little plates of Spanish food. Oh, phew. <laughs> I must have misheard you when we were talking over the fence. But I'll tell you what I'm not on the fence about. Tapas! I love this stuff! Say, Johnny, could I ask you for a favor while I'm here? Anything, Susie! I'm going on vacation next week. Would you mind watering my plants for me while I'm gone? Sure thing, Susie! Thanks, Johnny. You're simply the kindest, most giving, most thoughtful neighbor anyone could ask for. Ah, looks like the party's finally getting started. Hi-ho, Blobfish family! Bark, bark! The, the mail carrier! And look who I ran into outside! Oh, Mr. Wilkinson, my boss from my job. Good to see you, Johnny. Thanks for having me. I brought you some jamón ibérico. Now that's what I call tapas. <laughs> All right, the rest of the tapas are ready. Johnny Jr., time to come downstairs. Coming! Wow, Mrs. Blobfish, you've truly outdone yourself. All of these tapas plates look amazing. Well, since everyone is here, I suppose I have an announcement to make before this party begins. Johnny Blobfish, you're getting a raise. Hooray! Oh, thank you, Mr. Wilkinson. That means a lot. No, thank you, Johnny Blobfish. You're the hardest working man at the company. I wish all of my employees could be more like you. Well, what more could I ask for, huh? I've got a fulfilling job, wonderful neighbors, and a beautiful family. Oh, not to mention this delicious spread of tapas. <laughs> but where are my manners? I still have my leather jacket on. I'm going to run upstairs and change. And when I get back down here, the tapas party shall commence. So, uh, am I going to be the first to say it? This feels weird, right? Something is going on. Yes, okay, yes. I was going to say something weird. It's like all day I've had this weird feeling that I know all of you, but in a different way, uh, in a different lifetime. Like, I'm not who I say I am. I feel the same way. This all feels so familiar and yet so strange. Exactly. It feels like we've been together before, but not in this universe. Yeah, I don't think I'm really a child. I think I might be in my 30s, but like, still fun. Hmm. Bark, bark. Alright, everyone. I'm back! No. No, stop cheering. All of you audience members, stop. Johnny Blobfish, we have some questions for you. Uh-oh. Gasp. I somehow knew you were going to say that. We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is brought to you by Paramount Pictures' new big-screen family comedy adventure, If. Set within the magical world of imaginary friends, If's fantastically fun original story entertains audiences of all ages and delivers a comedy packed with lots of laughs and heart. If is in theaters May 17th. 
Personally, I'm looking forward to seeing if, because of all the weird, wild, and funny characters, I saw the trailer and there's this weird banana-looking character that you can only see in the trailer for like a second, but I'm obsessed. What's that guy's deal? I cannot wait to find out. Plus, if you know me, you know I like a stacked cast, and this one has got it all. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., and Steve Carell. Uh, A-list much? Not to mention that If also has my personal favorite actor of all time. That's right, Jon Stewart. I am excited to see this movie, not least of all, because I'd like to see and or hear Jon Stewart on the big screen. From visionary director John Krasinski, If is about a girl who discovers that she can see everyone's imaginary friends. It's the perfect movie to see with the whole family and takes audiences on a magical big screen adventure filled with heart and hilarious laughs that are meant to be shared. Best of all, If celebrates the power of a child's imagination, which, you know, sounds pretty good to me. See If in theaters, May 17th. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter. Hey, Lee. What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here. Thank you. Delicious sushi. Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here. Thank you. What's that delivery? Groceries. Oh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery? It's here. Thank you. Peter, why are you getting... It's here! Thank you! This seems like a lot it's of... It's here! Thank you! Peter, why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi? <sighs> wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Johnny Blobfish, what in the world is happening here? Who are we? How do we get here and why can't I remember my backstory? Is it is this a sitcom or real life? Am I an actor or a person? You know what? I'll stop asking questions now so you can answer. Stop! Stop that, all you laughers! No, it's not funny! Where are you all, anyway? <laughs> well, you you, you see, I, <laughs> I, can, I can explain. Bark, bark! <laughs> all right. Fine. I admit it. This isn't actually a sitcom, and you're not actually my friends and family. This is one big shared dream, and you're the story pirates. Lee... Peter, Megan, Nimini, Rachel, and Eric. Rachel? What? Yeah, that does sound familiar. That is my name. And I don't talk like this. And I'm not a mail carrier. I'm Lee. And I'm Nimini. And I'm Eric. And I'm Megan. 
See, and this is extra confusing because I am an actress and would have been great in this role if it had been real and not a big shared dream, which is still something I'm, I'm very deeply confused about. Bark, bark. Peter, you don't have to bark like a dog anymore. You're not a dog, you're Peter. Ah, oh. <laughs> bark. But Johnny, I don't understand. How are we all in the same dream right now? Oh, easy. I just use my special blobfish powers to bring you all into my dream. Oh, oh yeah, that <laughs> brilliant. It's like Inception meets I Love Lucy. The Wizard of Oz meets The Matrix. You've got mail meets Jurassic Park. I, I don't know. This is getting away from me. Oh, and my feet really hurt in these heels. Okay, well, that explains the how, but not the why. Why did you bring us all into your dream together, Johnny? Well, if you must know, in real life, I'm just a gross old blobfish. People make fun of my blobby face, my droopy eyes, my blob body. I saw you all having so much fun together, and I thought, well, those are folks I'd want to be friends with. And then I thought, what if they don't like me? What if they make fun of me? And then I thought, wouldn't it be nice for all of us to be in a reality where everyone likes me? And then I thought, what's an era of television everyone likes? Oh, and then I thought, the 50s. And then I thought... I, I think we get it. Johnny Blobfish, you didn't need to incept us to hang out with us. We like you just the way you are. Really? You mean it? Even though my skin is gelatinous and lacks any sort of muscle definition? Okay, you really don't need to keep describing yourself, but yes. Oh, jeez. That means a lot. Thanks, Jory Pirates. I guess I should just be more comfortable being myself. Hey, uh, before we all wake up from this crazy collective dream, do you want to hear another story? Really? I'd love to! Yeah! yeah! Great! Okay, listeners, if you thought this episode was weird so far, you have not heard this next story yet about a plumber and his hideous yodels. Here to introduce it is the author. Hi, my name is Molly. I'm 10 years old. I live in Pennsylvania, and here's my story. The story of the plumber and his hideous yodels. You've heard of monsters, ghouls, and boogeymen, but prepare yourself for a new terror, the likes of which you've never heard before. Close your ears and open your eyes to The Plumber's Hideous Yodels. <laughs> ah, I saw it. Did you see it? Our local plumber's yodel has come to life. Whoever thought a loud, screechy yodel could take physical form and scare the citizens of our quaint mountain town? <laughs> There it is again! It's the most hideous thing I've ever seen! Come on, Sally. The mayor's called a town meeting on Main Street to solve the problem. <laughs> Let's get out of here! So off to the town meeting on Main Street they went. And while they arrived on time, were they already too late? Wow, I mean, I don't know what's going on Quiet! Those of you who saw the plumber's yodel in its bodily form 
Raise your hands. That yodel is hideous. Hideous is a bit much, don't you think, Kelly? I do not. It is. It's like a dial-up modem sound sprouted a bunch of fur and put on pointy vampire teeth. Those plumber's yodels were so bad, a team of veterinarians went up to the mountains to see if sick owls were making those loud, screechy yodels. I said from the start, we had to tell that plumber his night yodels were terrible, that they kept us all awake. But no, 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 none of you would listen to me. Said you didn't want to scare off this young plumber. Do you know how hard it is to find a good plumber these days? Folks, please, it's obvious we need to get this plumber to stop yodeling, but we also can't anger him. He's redoing my guest bathroom before my mother-in-law comes to visit on Sunday, and he's got to finish. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. So, who will volunteer to tell him in a kind but firm manner that his yodels have come to life and are scaring people? Oh, I don't know. Anyone? Kind. Everybody, quiet down. Where's that grizzled old man? Get that chalkboard. He used to be a substitute teacher. You all know me. Know how I earn a living. And I'll call this plumber and use a kind but firm tone, and it ain't gonna be pleasant. But I'll do it on one condition. What's that, Steve? That if he refuses to stop yodeling, you all start using my brother-in-law for a plumber. Is he any good? Good. <laughs> He's terrible. But he's driving my sister crazy. I feel like I gotta help her somehow, and this could be a two birds, one stone kind of thing. Fine. Give Steve the phone. I got my own, and I got the plumber's number. You're not the only one with a guest bathroom there, Chief. All right, uh, it's ringing. Oh, hi there! Hey, it's Steve. <laughs> good, good, thanks. Yeah, no, the faucets are a dream. Yeah, hey, listen, quick thing for you. You know your yodels? Well, the thing is, you know, they've come to life. People have seen them and... What, you mind if I put you on speaker? Okay. Are you still there? Ah, yeah, I'm here. All right, everyone, if you saw one of the plumber's yodels, call out what it looked like when it came to life. Scary. It was pretty A living nightmare? Like the sound of bad car brakes grew two shriveled legs and decided to walk around in your uncle's worst polyester tracksuit. Okay, wow. Uh, I hear you guys. And let me tell you, it's making me crazy. I never expected my yodels to come to life. I was just doing it for me. I'm wild about that echo. I promise you'll never see my yodels again. But you're still going to be a plumber here, right? Oh, my stars, of course. Do you know how hard it is to find a good town these days? We got a good thing going here. Let's not let a few bad embodied yodels come between us. Well, goodbye, everyone. Well, that's a relief. Yeah. And now that he's not yodeling anymore, I wonder what he's going to do to occupy himself all alone up there on top of that mountain. Let's join our one-in-a-million plumber at his mountaintop abode. <sighs> I'm sure I'll find a different creative outlet, hopefully one that doesn't start frightening the town. <laughs> I know. I'm going to make new recipes I've always wanted to try. Let me check and make sure I have enough eggs. All right, Shakshuka, here we come. Make a depression for each egg in the sauce and add... Huh. I wonder who that could be. Coming! <laughs> oh, gosh, don't spring a leak. <laughs> Little plumber humor there. Hello? <laughs> it's my yodel. 
Wow, the town folk were right. You do look like a scream in a turtleneck. I understand you're upset, but you can't go around scaring people. Honestly, I feel guilty because I created you and yet gave you no guidance on how to navigate life. I guess I understand how Dr. Frankenstein felt after his monster went out into the world. No, the monster had no name. He was just referred to as Frankenstein's monster. It is sad, I yodel. Well, listen, I can't solve any of these problems tonight, but can I interest you in eggs for dinner? You wanted to eat something else? Well, what did you have in mind? Oh, my. You certainly didn't mean me, did you? <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to find a good plumber these days? What's that behind you? I'm not trying to pull a fast one on you. It looks like the whole town is headed this way and... No, don't eat me, my yodel! Yodel, you spit that plumber out. How did we know you were here? We followed your horrible sound, that's how. We knew you'd say that. So we brought the one thing that could defeat you. Steve, unleash the Gregorian chant in physical form. That Gregorian chant in physical form is lovely. It's like the end of a headache put on a jaunty scarf. What's gonna happen, Steve? The only thing that can happen. A sentient vocal choice battle royale for our plumber. But also for the soul of our town. Yodel, chat. I hope you're both ready. We'll start at the sound of the bell. Where to get that bell? He used to be a boxing ref. On your mark, get set. Wow, they're battling. This is impossible to describe. It is, but try anyway. Okay, it's as if a swarm of butterflies was combating a garbage tornado made of broken glass and old wet koosh balls. Or a beautiful box kite dance battling a community of naked mole rats. That's offensive to naked mole rats. I'd say it's like a smattering of daisy petals caught a warm summer breeze then started kickboxing the seven-foot embodiment of the way it feels when you get lemon juice in a paper gut. That is the Gregorian chants got the yodel round the middle, and it's giving it the Heimlich. Looks like the yodel's about to... Cough up the plumber! I'm okay! Hooray! Let's get this young plumber to a doctor. But now we've got an even bigger problem. What's that? With our plumber in the hospital, who's gonna finish my guest bathroom by Sunday? Yes, who will finish the guest bathroom by Sunday? Oh, the humanity! The horror! The horror! The end! And now, Lee speaks with the author. Hello? Hi, Molly. It's Lee from Story Pirates. Hi. So, Molly, you wrote the story of the plumber and his hideous yodels. Can you tell me how you came up with it? Um, well, it was actually a school assignment where we had to use some vocabulary words, and there was a bunch of different ones. I chose the words lead, hideous, and yodels, because when I saw the words hideous and yodels, I just immediately thought of the yodel that came to life. So, for people who might not know, can you explain what yodeling is? So, it's like a type of singing where you mostly just say the word yodel. How does it sound when you do it? 
That was really great. Oh, thanks. The idea of a sound becoming visual is so interesting and creative. How did you come up with that? Well, when I heard of the words hideous and yodel, I kind of imagined this creature that looks kind of like like a fart cloud <laughs> with like a angry face John on it. And I also kind of imagined like, have you heard of the movie Gremlins? Yeah. When they turn evil, that's kind of how I imagined the yodel to look like too. Can you think of other sounds that would be interesting to see come to life? Um, Maybe like... Like a pop song or a soda can opening. What do you think a soda can opening would look like? Mm, I don't know. I kind of imagine like a guy who rides a skateboard. (laughs) That's very cool. And what about a pop song? What do you think that looks like coming to life? I kind of imagine it being like a girl who really (laughs) over-accessorizes. So I think your story is so original. Do you have advice for anyone who wants to write a story that has things in it that no one has ever thought of before? Well, the hardest part of writing is definitely getting started. So sometimes if I'm having trouble getting started, it's just nice to come up with like one object, one place, and one like character and kind of build the story around that. That's an amazing activity. It's kind of like the one that your teacher gave you with the vocabulary. Yeah. And did you get to share this story with your class? Yeah, my teacher liked it. And we kind of all shared our stories that we made. So other people made some really nice stories as well in my class. I think sharing stories is one of the most fun things that you can do. Especially when you work really hard on them. It's nice to show people what you've done. Well... Molly, I'm so glad that you shared your story with us, too, because I love it so, so much. Oh, thank you. It was fun to share a story. Thank you so much for putting my story on the show. You're so welcome. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and a huge thanks to today's authors, Maxwell and Molly. Before we go, here's today's story spark. Kids. Write us a story that includes at least three of the weirdest words that you know. Like Molly did in the last story with Hideous and Yodel. All you have to do is choose your weird and funny words and then see if they inspire a story idea. As always, grown-ups can submit stories at storypirates.com. See you next week. Bye! Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Gimlet Media, executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Bear, Mike Cavallon, Chad Chennai, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Jonathan Roberts, Jasmine Romero, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Bear at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord, arranged by Brendan O'Grady and Jack Mitchell, produced by Brendan O'Grady, and featuring the beatboxing of Kayla Milady. Our head writer is Rachel Winitsky. Staff writers are Mike Cavallon and Mahala Lawrence. Contributing writers are Minzwi Karami, Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. Special guest, Arvesh Chena.
This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Marion Brock, Ryan Chittapong, Maydell Clarice, Langston Darby, Sasha Diamond, Chris Ferry, Eric Gerson, Nick Canellis, Leslie Kareen, April Laval, Peter McNerney, Jack Mitchell, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Austin Sanders, Rachel Winitsky, Ted White, Nimini Ware, Marion Yasufu, and Matt Sembrano. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell. Musical scoring for The Boy Who Mailed Himself to Australia by Eric Gerson. Songs from The Boy Who Mailed Himself to Australia by Minzwi Karami. The Johnny Blobfish theme song has music by Jack Mitchell, lyrics by Mike Cavallon, and was produced by Jack Mitchell. Wham! This Whole Time has music by Jack Mitchell and lyrics by Lee Overtree and was produced by Jack Mitchell. Additional music production on The Boy Who Mailed Himself to Australia by Eric Gerson. Additional music production on the story of the plumber's hideous yodels and the Johnny Blobfish show by Jack Mitchell. Well, 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 that was a weird episode. At least we figured out that the Blobfish was behind everything. Nobody else was involved. That much is clear. Cut! That's a wrap on today's episode. Wait a second. Baby with a mustache. What are you doing in that director's chair holding a movie camera? Oh, little old me. Who's been making things kind of weird? It was Baby with a mustache this whole time. Who's got facial hair but not a beard? It was Baby with a mustache this whole time. She's a baby. And she's shady. I guess what we're saying is that maybe, maybe, maybe. This week's episode was so weird Cause it was baby with a 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 mustache this whole time And I made sure that Sparky was adopted by a wonderful loving family I don't get it You don't have to get it, Lee Wasn't Sparky the dog played by Peter? What are you talking about? Sparky was it Sparky was Peter Oh no Do we miss him? Are we okay with this? No, no, we're not. We're not. You're not. I'm not okay with it. You're not okay with it. All right, I'll be right back.